0: Welcome to the Zach on Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hughes. Today's episode is entitled Leadership Lessons from Building a Mandalorian Suit. In retrospect, had we known how much work it was going to be, we probably never would have done it. That's how it is with ambitious endeavors. It starts with a vision, then we commit, then we nearly fail in a hundred different ways. Yet, we persevere to the end. This year, my 17-year-old son Caleb and I made a Mandalorian suit for Halloween. I wore it to work, and he wore it that evening. The story starts about a year ago, when we made a 3D-printed and motorized Iron Man helmet. This was an ambitious project, and we pulled it off. There's a link to that story in the show notes. Shortly after that, we started talking about next Halloween. What will it be? How can we go even bigger? I can't remember who suggested it first, but the target was set. We will build a Mandalorian suit. I remember the first commitment of the project. Purchasing the stereolithography files, also known as STL files. After Halloween last year, Caleb looked for screen-accurate Mandalorian full-body armor files. They went on sale, and we bought them. Now we were financially committed. Scaling. The STL files are 3D shapes that you can manipulate in CAD software. They look great on a computer screen, but how do we know if they'll actually fit my body when they print? This is especially important with the helmet. Trial and error is one option, but you have to remember that some of these prints take up to four days to complete. We found one way to speed that up. You know that front-facing camera on your iPhone that you use to unlock with Face ID? That's LiDAR, and it detects depth and geometry. We found a free app called Scandy Pro to scan my head into an STL file so Caleb could import it into the CAD software and scale the helmet to make it fit. Turns out I'm 3% smaller than the original file. The next thing we needed was a bigger 3D printer. He made the Iron Man helmet on an Ender 3 V2, which was great but small. We made the helmet in four different pieces and fused it together. A Mandalorian suit is made up of a whole lot of individual pieces, many of which are quite large. While this technically may have been possible on the Ender 3 V2, for all practical purposes, we needed something that could handle a larger volume. Equipment upgrades and regrets. Caleb bought a refurbished Creality CR10S Pro. It was a good deal and a good printer, or so we thought. This thing had a terrible habit of failing in so many different ways. While disappointing, this isn't unfamiliar territory for the Hughes family. We're techie people, so we got to work on troubleshooting, researching, testing buying replacement parts, upgrades, etc. One problem would get solved and another one would pop up. It was the lemon of 3D printers. Unfortunately, it never failed so completely that we gave up hope. We kept working on it, chasing the fallacy that this one more thing would be the final fix. We lost a lot of time on this. Less than two weeks before Halloween, we bit the bullet and bought a better printer. We got the Elegoo Neptune 3+. Plus. This thing prints like a dream. Man, how I wish we had bought it six months ago. Crunch time. Now the clock was ticking, and we had some serious work to get done. We had the new big printer spitting out the big parts. We had the old Ender printing smaller pieces, and we even borrowed a friend's Ender 3 Pro to supplement the workload. Yes, we had three 3D printers lined up in my basement, spinning spools of filament 24-7 for a while there. The soft parts. 3D printers are great for making hard stuff, but the Mandalorian suit contains plenty of soft pieces too. Caleb and I were a little wiser with the buy-build decisions here. We made certain pieces from scratch, like the cape, cummerbund, leg band, and gloves, but bought the flight suit, belt, and bandolier. The artistry. You might think that pieces come off a 3D printer ready to go, but they don't. You just get a piece of rough gray plastic. From there, we get to work on the details, like sanding, priming, bondo, sanding. Priming, sanding, priming, painting, masking, and painting. Did I mention priming? FYI, Menards in Brooklyn Park is sold out of primer. I bought it all. Caleb really shined with the finish work. He's way more detail-oriented than I am and is patient when making the finishing touches. He rubbed graphite into the painted armor pieces with a cotton ball to get that perfect Beskar look. He hand-painted battle damage onto the thigh and knee plates final assembly. With less than 72 hours before Halloween, we got to work on assembling the suit. It's about 25 individual pieces. We experimented with different techniques such as Velcro, hot glue, super glue, and E6000. Hot glue was the go-to. We used no less than 30 sticks. The night before Halloween, I donned the completed suit for the first time. Wow, that was a lot of work. The Leadership Lesson I cannot tell you how many times I asked myself, is this worth it? We're putting a crazy amount of effort into a Halloween costume to show my coworkers and friends. I hope so. I wanted to teach my son and show my family that it's good to do hard, ambitious things. It's good to set an enormous goal, stick to it, battle through the setbacks, finish. I hope Caleb will look back at this project one day with a sense of accomplishment. Having ambition is good. good. Pushing your technical abilities, developing problem-solving capabilities, and expressing your artistry is the stuff of life. This may have been crazy, but it's the good kind of crazy. That's all for this week's episode of the Zekon Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening.